The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Very nice, very nice. Nice. Did I go way too early on mine? <laughs> I don't know. We'll f- it'll be fine. We'll it's cut it good. together. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> mm. Well, mm. you'll cut it together, Brent. Yes. Yeah. So, welcome back to the pod, everybody. <laughs> hey, back. hey, guys. Um, hey, back. the original hey guys. crew is back. I'm Guess back. who's back? Back, back again. again. Jack is back. I'm not even gonna attempt squab. to try. Yeah, like, I, I don't. I don't want to try to sing together because that. Yeah, is, It'll be. It'll be. Bad Lag to time sync is up. a real thing. Yes, uh, we have our our sweet little Jackie boy is back in the house. Everybody, <laughs> I'm back. I am back. Back from, from vacation. Yeah, yeah. He's, back, he's been unfired. Back from unfired, his timeout. Yeah, yeah I've, I've I've learned my lesson. Um, <laughs> but uh, but for real, when I went uh, when I went camping, we we found that we were camping next to this like river. That if you went down a ways, it was like this like thirty foot high cliff that you could jump down into the water. I was so jealous. It was sweet. It was really cool. I Um, love those things. The water was just a little bit too cold, um, but it was uh, it was pretty nice still. Um, That jump was 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 terrifying. It was so so scary. Because you could like you had enough time where you were like I am falling when you were falling in the air. I know. I I, oh, that's so weird. It's such a strange feeling when you like can think about what's happening while you're falling. Yeah, yeah. That that happened to me when I went to the like quarries, which are like you know pretty popular around here. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. For any people interested, it's actually the quarries that they jumped off of in uh, Grown Ups the movie oh, yeah. with adam sandler yeah I, I jumped off those quarries and it was um it was horrifying but uh it was pretty fun people yes. um it's almost so hard as horrif- to swim in those oh yeah. Yeah, yeah no it's okay i was just gonna make a slam and say it was almost as horrifying <laughs> as the movie grown-ups <laughs> which was almost as horrifying as grown-ups too i think yes. the quarry was for in more grown-ups money. too mm-hmm <laughs> Grown Ups 2, uh, everyone was in Grown Ups 2 because they filmed it like in our hometown. I remember Adam Sandler drove by me in a car. Yeah, like, I remember everyone was everyone was freaking out when uh, when they were filming there. Everyone was trying to like go to the quarry while they were filming. I don't know of anyone who saw anyone around that area though. It was so random. Like I went to Kmart one day and like Chris Rock was just there. My um, like, just, just you know, just filming. I was like, okay. I one real. time got a text from my friend, um, and he goes, "Dude, Captain America is at is at Whole Foods right now because he worked <laughs> at Whole Foods." And I was like, 
what do you mean and he goes i was like like chris evans or someone dressed up like captain america and he goes <laughs> no it's chris evans dude um mm-hmm. and he almost went into his line to check out but some old lady came up to my friend and was like excuse me can you show me where the onions are oh my god so mm-hmm. then he had to go help the old lady and couldn't check out chris evans well chris but- evans's dad is like a dentist like near where we live mm-hmm. yeah he's no. um he's from this area yeah, yeah. So, from, so strange yeah but if you're thinking, if you're listening to us talking around right now and you look down at your phone and you see uh QAnon as the title you're not your phone's not broken um, we, yeah, we, we, we are going to be talking about that today. <laughs> yes. And yeah. No, Grown Ups is not related to QAnon, at least well, as far as I'm, I know. I mean, unless you is. believe they're part of the deep state or the uh, the the yeah. Hollywood elites that are, you right. know, using your children's blood for uh, sex magic, then... Yes. So, I think we should get right into it, because uh, let's just rip this goddamn Band-Aid off. <laughs> let's rip this Band-Aid off. Oh, what, what do you know? Some prop humor there for your audio podcast. <laughs> yeah i have a band if you, for those of you listening which they is call all of Bob, you they call bobby the carrot top of podcasting <laughs> oh my god yeah i have uh, i have band-aids yeah all right uh yes so i guess we shall introduce ourselves mm, mm, uh, mm, oh mm, man I, mm. i'm i'm torn between two different names which is unlike me because usually if you want i, I can if you want i can go first bobby if it potentially eliminates an option for you okay do it, I, do it. i'm i'm your bill gates b brent <laughs> oh that's a good one but it, it didn't eliminate oh. my it didn't alleviate my problem damn um i am i'm just gonna go for this one i am your blood magic b oh. nice okay and that's my a good other one. one would have been uh, <laughs> I, anyway. <laughs> I this oh is no i didn't write it down version. it's i don't even remember the other one so it's fine okay it's like one, the, one of averted. those or titles yeah exactly my, my my high school theater teacher was obsessed with or titles he yeah. every time he wrote a play he would do or um, I am your Supreme Court Justice J. Jack. Uh, nice. Because I nice. don't know, dude. Maybe the courts are looking the other way. In, yeah, exactly. In They're conspiracy. all in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually do remember my other one. It was uh, Media Blackout B. I was going to say, that's the first one uh, I was drawn to, but I was nervous yeah. that that was going to be yours because since you sort of brought that to my attention the initially. Yes, yeah. I did bring that to your attention. Uh, you and sure it, did. Brent, a bit. Not sure. That was oh, no. me doing a media blackout. Bobby's been um, blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still with, here. It starts with Bobby. Specifically, Bobby on this podcast is the first one to be blacked out. <laughs> the first media. I'm the first one in the country to be blacked out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So let's let's get right into it. If if you have listened, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you might remember that we did do a Q and on episode before, all the way back in December 2019, before the world went to shit. Yeah, before, in a pre-Rona age, you know. Yeah, pre-Rona. It, it was yeah. a simpler time. Back it was Rona lo- was a drink. Love in the time of COVID, you know. Yeah, I it was an th- earlier, know, simpler time. When I first heard about it, I didn't think it was going to... I was talking about this the other day. Um, me and my brother were like, we thought it was going to be like the, the Ebola panic. Where everyone was oh, freaking yeah. out, but it didn't end up really mattering all that much. But nope. Nope. Yep. Not this nope. time. Or like swine flu. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I yeah, do yep. remember swine flu. I remember talking people talking about it. Uh, but obviously it was nothing like corona. Exactly. And similarly, you know, 
you know, I I like being right about things. Like I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure like most red blooded white male thirty something podcast hosts I'm a tend guy. to. I like to be right. Is I like to be right about things, <laughs> especially as as my demographic of white yeah. podcast hosts. <laughs> yeah. But if there was ever a time I wish I was not right about something, it would be in our Q and on episode where I lamented at the end of the episode that i felt like this thing was he had legs and was here to stay no yeah. and boy oh boy does it have legs it's not only, oh, not it only does it have legs it grew like three more it's no, become like two it is almost full mainstream at this point yeah. it, has it has wings has, now i am has, actually so surprised at how fast it went mainstream yeah and not only that it's like branched off and spider webbed in such bizarre ways that i could have never guessed that that's why we're talking about it here again today and for our next episode because this will be a two-parter because boy oh boy is there a lot of shit to cover now um yes so buckle up people because we're about to go on a roller coaster yes yeah so if you want to kind of understand just the basics of like where this started go back and listen to that first episode just as a brief synopsis the basic idea of QAnon and its original formation was that there was this deep state, which is sort of a secret shadow government that was being controlled by a cabal, if you will, of uh, pedophiles and celebrities and media elites and stuff that were kidnapping children and using them for blood magic and sex trafficking and this sort of thing. And that Donald Trump, your fearless leader, your your POTUS, <laughs> was the one man who was trying to bring them down with the help of some uh, military officials and Robert Mueller. What are you doing, <laughs> it was the it was the X Files song. Uh, oh, see, Discord was cutting it all out. Yeah. We're just getting like. Meep, warp. Weep. That's all we were hearing. <laughs> that, was, that was, that I'm was so exactly, sorry. That was exactly. We, what we, we need. Heard. We need to set up some kind of like soundboard that we can all hear. I know. Because, yeah, or maybe exactly. not. Maybe that'd be opening up a can of worms that we don't want to get into. Probably, probably. But I'm kind of here for it. But yeah. So basically, our old, our old Donnie Trump was going to save us from the uh, liberal elites. The sex liberal cabal. elites are using sex blood magic. Yes, Donald Trump is the hero to to save us all. To get this, stay younger. Exactly, exactly. Look at how young I look. Imagine if I had access to that. I would look at perfection. I mean, (laughs) it's already pretty close, but if I had that help... (laughs) I could get there. Uh, the, the already pretty close is like so good. That is such a Trump thing to say. Dude, Trump reminds me of Perfect Cell. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. But yeah, so, and all, we were found out about all this information from a, someone on 4chan referring to themselves as Q. So, hence the phrase Q Anon. Now, Brent. So, Q Anonymous. Now, Brent, something yes. I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of recently. Yeah. Is that yeah. uh, people who are who are true conspirators of QAnon? Uh, they get frustrated when people refer to Q as one singular person. Yes, um, because in actuality, Q is the, the. I mean, we talked about this in the first episode, but Q is the clearance level, and there's yep. like a, like ten of them mm. or so, and Donald Trump is one of those ten. Yes, and so it's not just one guy, but it's it's a group of people who you have know, this information. Yeah, it's funny because we're going to come as defined as we go through some of these new developments that there is 
a whole shipload of contradictory statements from people who believe in this stuff. What? Because depending on who you ask, yes, it's a group of these military officials and Donald Trump who are doing the Q drops. Or according to a couple newer theories, it's just one person. So, um, and a very specific person who we will come to talk about a little bit later. Can I just say, yeah. I'm, really, I'm really upset that the opportunity for them to use the term Q-tips... Mm. was right there Q yes. and they use Q drops and it's yeah. just like no dude, it's uh it's yeah. Q tips is copyrighted yeah but <laughs> it's you, patented you, you would like also be relying on people who are fascist to have a sense of humor in any way which just does not exist so mm. yeah. yeah if you've ever tried to look at any right-wing memes it's just yeah <laughs> I, I i'm always just kind of left like bruh where's the joke here <laughs> bruh? i'm Lid waiting for the punchline Lid all right owned. that's the punchline yeah yep okay so let's start so we're just gonna kind of go that's sort of the basics of what QAnon is that's where <laughs> it started put on your goggles we're diving in yeah now we're gonna dive deep and just sort of go into some of the new areas in which it's sort of branched out so, the first one I want to talk about is Obamagate, which sort of is a new but also not new thing. Um, yeah. I'm sure a while ago, you guys rem- probably remember Donald Trump just tweeting the phrase Obamagate in all caps like 500 <laughs> times in about a 72-hour yes. period and how it was the worst political scandal of our, our lifetime by far, I believe was the, the quote to tweet. Yes. Oh, my God. Brent, enlighten us. Remind, remind me what Obamagate was all about. Well, that's the funny thing. What is Obamagate? So let's let's try to define it because it's kind of a loose, nebulous thing that doesn't have a strong definition of what exactly it is. But Mm. from what I could gather, it's really sort of like a resurfacing of something that was known as Spygate. Yes. Um, and not the you know with the Patriots, you know, not the Patriots (laughs) Spygate from the early the early to mid two thousands, stealing play calls. So, Bill Belichick not involved with this particular spy gate. Nope. Can't confirm. Although, Can't the, although Belichick and <clears throat> Trump were friends. Yes. Yeah, so oh, hold on. Are we about to expand the, the QAnon conspiracy theory? Hold I on. I think so. Trump hold is on. actually the reason the Patriots dynasty exists. Oh, oh my goodness. Ew, anyway, fo- football humor. Um, <laughs> so, Obamagate. Let, let me kind of just kind of read through my notes here and tell tell you what I have for Obamagate. Because <laughs> when this was first happening, I got to say, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what Obamagate was. Yeah. It was one of these things where it's like a hashtag where people are like, the truth is going to come out, hashtag Obamagate, and then nothing actually happened. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember hearing just, a lot of like, it's all going to be released. Yes. It's all <laughs> going to see it. People who know, it's all very clear what the crimes are. We all know it. And I don't need to explain it because we all know it. We all understand it. But yeah, so Obamagate. Donald Trump and some of his supporters alleged that his predecessor as President Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obamacare, and his administration (laughs) conspired to politically surveil Trump's presidential campaign and presidential transition via inappropriate U.S. Justice Department legal investigations, the United States intelligence community and the united states foreign intelligence surveillance court so basically i'm sure you guys sort of remember there was a time when they were uh trump was accusing obama of like spying on his campaign or whatever yeah 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 that was that's sort of like the general idea so of what, so it's quote, spy unquote, gate, obama but like rebranded 
yeah, basically rebranded is kind of the general idea. So let's kind of kind of backtrack a little bit and explain sort of what this is. So the U.S. Senate investigation into Russia directly and through intermediaries who sought to influence the Donald Trump's political campaigns and also um, were sowing American discord. So that's sort of like what these investigations were into. So there was an investigation into Trump and his, you know, campaign. But yeah. because of, you know, Russian interference with, you know, the 2016 election. So there's truth to that. You know, there was an investigation going on into his campaign because there was so much apparent uh, collusion going on, if you will, or, you know, whatever you want to call it between people within Trump's campaign and Russian intelligence communities and Russia itself. So that is true that there was investigations going on to there but that doesn't it's weird that it got reframed as like they're spying on us and not that we're committing crimes potentially and so we're being investigated for committing crimes by right. cooperating with foreign intelligence to you know influence and potentially you know sway an election that's like a pretty they, big they deal tapped me. Yeah. it's the yeah. greatest crime in American history yeah <laughs> now so, thus, various actions engaged by the Obama administration within its investigation into these influences sought by Russia provide for the base for allegations that it spied against Trump. And so, the biggest allegation being that uh, there was a wiretapping that happened at Trump Tower. Now, there's literally no evidence to support this at all. There's been multiple, you know, sort of like inquiries and investigations into this by, you know, Senate uh, committees and stuff, but there's been literally no evidence to support this whatsoever at this point. But there's no evidence to support that it didn't happen. Right. The closest evidence we actually have is, you know, that the FBI was wiretapping Paul Manafort. That's a name you maybe have heard before. He was part of Trump's campaign team. And um, although the the wiretapping was carried out after he had left the uh, Trump campaign and he was subsequently charged with tax and bank fraud after the wiretapping. <laughs> so it didn't really have to do with the campaign itself as much as just Paul Manafort's kind of a scumbag. We could do a whole episode on him in his own right. Oh, yeah, and now yeah. he's how like sort of helped sort of like warlords, you know, come into power in various countries throughout the world. But that's like a whole nother thing that that doesn't really have to do with uh our Obama gate per se. But that's like <laughs> the closest thing I could find to that like actual quote unquote evidence that any sort of wiretapping happens with uh the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. which is again sort of like the underlying sort of thesis behind Obamagate from what I can understand and you know there's really nothing else to it than that other than yeah. they think that like you know this is like a big conspiracy to uh, you know sort of undermine Trump and his campaign and basically the Russia investigation was sort of a fake thing drummed up to sort of distract mm. Trump from being able to fights the the deep state if you will <laughs> now i just want to hop in and, and say yeah. this i think that a lot of people you know who who believe um this conspiracy or conspiracies like this are probably thinking right now well brent you know uh of course you couldn't find any information on this mm-hmm. because you probably looked through google which is a, a very liberal um, search engine that kind of points you in directions where it wants you to be led to. So, like, 
I think a lot of people think that the reason you can't find evidence for these things is because it's being hidden by large companies like Google who are in on it. Right. Um, and so if you believe that, I just I think it's important to point out that we that you know Brent and I both have done some research on DuckDuckGo, mm-hmm. which supposedly doesn't have the same filters as Google. <clears throat> right. Um, supposedly it's like got stronger privacy things or whatever. So I did Google and DuckDuckGo plus like some YouTube videos that I don't know if I would consider research because it's mostly like crazy QAnon nonsense. QAnoners. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where it's like, how, like, why do they trust DuckDuckGo for some random reason? <laughs> like, DuckDuckGo could very, like, it could very easily just be like, oh no, that's owned by Google. It's just so that you think that you have a place to go when you actually don't. Yeah. Right. You know? And it's like... That's a good why, conspiracy, Jack. Why do you stop the lunacy there? Why, like, yeah. why is that where the line is drawn? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and also, no, like, what is Google's incentive for... Well, uh, if they, they're part of it, man. They're, they're part, part of, of the, it, dude, the media elites. Yeah. 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 They got to get it, get you off their scent. Exactly. Exactly. That's why the, all these me- these like social media platforms are pulling all the QAnon shit down is because we're too close to the truth. Mm. Cuz cuz not- in a in a cabal that's lasted uh oh, I don't know, like almost a century, uh, a new tech company that just came out in the last like, you know, 20, 30 years is of course going to be a part of that, but they have yeah. to be, dude. They have to. Be. They have to. How do you think they came up so fast and so powerfully? Yeah. At dude, what point it's... do you get approached by the cabal? <laughs> like, if I like became <laughs> like a a billionaire, like I had like hundreds of billions of dollars just overnight, <laughs> would I get like a dude like at my front door, like you know, like a knocker upper? Uh, <laughs> I bet. I bet you don't get approached by the cabal. I bet like. Google probably like it, it found out about it, you know, because they have information on everything in the world. Yeah, right. So they probably were just like, "Hey, what's this?" And they were like, "Oh, we well, do you want in on it as long as you don't, as long as you don't tattle on us." I mean, if there is a conspiracy out there, Google knows about it for sure. I feel Absolutely. like Google. Google is probably the only place where the actual where the only actual facts of the world are. And, yeah, you know, but like we can't find those facts on Google. Google just no, has no, no. Facts. They have them. Yeah, yeah, but they don't <laughs> put them out there. Yeah, they're they the gatekeepers. Need to, they need to control it. When we first started this podcast, I was not at all a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some now that that we've talked about where I'm like, maybe, maybe. yeah. <laughs> no, there's definitely yes. like a lot, and I think that this kind of comes with uh, as we get deeper into this. There, there are branches of things that I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could see that being true. It's when you kind of uh, intertwine the branches into other things where it starts to get really tricky. And we, I feel like we have a tendency to do this thing where we're like, we like trust our gut feeling on things more yeah. than we do actual evidence. That's so that's so true. Th- that's what allows something of like this QAnon thing to get so crazy as it gets is because you know the people who are drawn to it already have sort of like a notion of like how the world works Mm -hmm. and this conspiracy if you will this this whole thing you know appeals to that already sort of like bias towards believing having a certain worldview Mm -hmm. and 
it doesn't matter if they can back it up with real evidence because it's based on an emotion you know like i yeah. this feels right to me it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that there is no actual evidence to support it it feels right so and well, in and a it, lot of ways you'll, it you'll, solves you'll, people's issues you know yeah and you'll see a lot of people say you know like this just like if this i just had a gut feeling like this makes sense to me yeah and it's like that doesn't actually mean anything though from like an actual <laughs> yeah. evidentiary standpoint yeah and i mean we're, we're going to talk more about this as we go further but like you know it's it's the whole uh false non-falsifiable evidence thing that we've been talking about a lot about um just like it's it's something where with science it's like something is a is a hypothesis and basically there's falsifiable evidence that will take that hypothesis and even make it it'll either make it more credible or less credible so like let's take like evolution like mm-hmm. you know there's there's not a lot of falsifiable evidence towards that that def- defies evolution that goes against evolution evolution is a theory in the sense that it's it's well accepted as the the most the best explanation for a lot of for a b and c mm-hmm. um and what makes science so important is that if there's a theory, we can look at that. And if there's evidence against it, we can say, okay, well, this hypothesis doesn't work with this evidence. So it becomes less credible. Uh, the problem that we run into with with a lot of these conspiracies is that once you say like, okay, well, here's evidence that this doesn't exist. The response to that is, oh well you know you can't you, you can't say that that's evidence because that's what they want you to think that's like that's just saying that's just proof that what I, my thing is, yeah. is, is your, true. your, your evidence yeah. is literally proof that i'm right yeah because your evidence is just what they want you to think so yeah it, it's 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 like we talked about confirmation bias it's mm-hmm. if you hear something that's evidence against your your story it just further confirms your suspicion because it's like no well that's the thing like your evidence is why i believe this because it's fake evidence and it's just it's impossible to argue with a uh someone who's like really deep into a conspiracy right because of that reason so i i'm gonna try to finish up this obamagate part so that okay sorry (laughs) no it's totally cool so i'm just gonna provide some more evidence to sort of suggest like why this quote-unquote obamagate thing is like not actually a thing so uh, the so you we kind of explained the basic concept of the obamagate so the concept underlies in part a two was underlied in a part of a 2020 u.s senate investigation into uh the 2016 uh investigation by the fbi called cross crossfire hurricane which is like a code name for this investigation into you know the russian interference in the trump campaign or whatever so former deputy attorney general sally yates on august 5th of 2020 testified before the committee that investigators were concerned that the national security advisor to president trump uh, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, I'm sure you've heard of him, who apparently has embraced QAnon, I've come to find. He has been posting a lot of QAnon shit recently. Um, so basically, Michael Flynn was conversing in private with the Russian ambassadors, and according to Yates, Obama was interested in whether or not Flynn ought to be considered a safe recipient for sensitive briefings, and um, 
that was basically it and obama did not in any way attempt to direct or influence any kind of investigation um this is from sally yates who i believe was in a, a bush era appointee so like this is not like this is like a beyond like a political party sort of situation she just mm-hmm. said like yeah you know like obama and his administration were concerned that this general flynn was you know having taking these meetings with russian ambassadors in private and we already have evidence showing that there's russian interference with the trump uh campaign and assistance or whatever so we probably shouldn't be handing over sensitive u.s information to this guy because he could potentially be like a traitor or something so um (laughs) we should probably maybe not hand over information to this guy (laughs) and um yeah so here some rebuttals i guess to this whole obamagate thing here is that um obamagate is an example of what has been called conspiracy without theory by political (laughs) scientists nancy rosenblum and uh russell muirhead um it makes knowing gestures towards the idea of a conspiracy theory without developing or committing to any actual full-blown explanation so this sort of like vague idea of like there was some spying going on but without like any real evidence or explanation as to why or what was happening just that it was happening so we have a conspiracy here but what Mm -hmm. exactly it is like there's never any real attempt to actually explain it so this is a rhetoric technique that trump has long used to great effect both as a dog whistle appeal to american conservatives and an attempt to deflect attention from himself during this era of Mm covid19 so that's important to remember that this Mm -hmm. all kind of cropped up in sort of like april may of this year when like things were really starting to get crazy with covid you know and Um, i mean he's been doing it longer than that obviously like something that i i was when i was doing some research into the uh the um the migrant caravan um like i was watching some interviews with with trump uh where he was being asked questions by the media and obviously the media loves to get under trump's skin um but there were legitimate questions being asked like uh you know you said that that the migrant caravan were uh was invading the u.s before midterm elections like do you withdraw that statement do you you support what you said and basically like what what he does when he's put on the spot like that is he'll just point a finger at something else and Mm -hmm. be like you're fake news like i don't sit down leave i don't want to talk to you you're fake news you're making stuff up and it's like you said right it's kind of like a dog whistle to like Mm -hmm. to people who are like yeah trump i love when he does that i love when Mm -hmm. he tells someone to sit down because he they're bullying him into answering this the way they want him to answer mm-hmm. and it's like yeah but it's a legitimate question and like there's actual uh re- repercussions to his actions on this this situation yeah and exactly yeah. he's been doing it for so long like he just points fingers and that's kind of what i feel like and that's a lot of these conspiracies that's are. what this obama gate thing is really it's you know a classic case of propaganda that it's intended to create an aura of innuendo and reframe the narrative yeah and it's just yeah so it's just this way it's sort of like it basically all this obama gate thing is just him like reframing the conversation or around coronavirus to be about this great controversy of obama gate that they no one can really explain exactly what it is other than like i said i my research the spygate thing was the closest thing i could find but 
when you actually you saw the conversation from Q people around Obama and stuff like they all just were kind of like it's coming this is it's happening but no one would actually say what the thing is yeah that's what's, coming what's the happening. information that's going to be released like right. what is it right and speaking of released information let's move on to what's been known as the 10 days of darkness or the media <gasps> blackout yes oh yeah i'm so excited this is this is why i am so interested in, in doing this episode <laughs> again because i have heard this from so many people mm-hmm. uh in my day-to-day life like this media blackout that's going to happen yeah. Um, do, Brent, do you want me to explain? Yeah, you, what, if what you want to set it up. You, if you want to go ahead and set it up for me, because I actually had not even heard about this until you brought it up to me, Bobby. <sighs> yeah. So basically, uh, what I've heard through this, and, and you know, I really hope I don't butcher this. I, I've tried my best to memorize the full conspiracy. Uh, okay. So well, Jay, well, I what's have. Up? A, I was gonna say I do have a a post. Um. I think explaining it, but I'm going to let you go first because um, right, right. it's sort of part of like what I have. So you go okay. ahead. Okay. I can, uh, I can help you fill in Was this the one gap. that you sent to me? Yes. Okay. I see. All right. Well, I'll just, I'll just kind of go based off of what I heard, which is yeah, that. It, um, yeah. And I, go ahead. It was, uh, so JFK Jr. who uh, died in a plane crash is actually not dead and he ha- is um you know building up this he is q like he's building up the the q movement to uh set up a sort of like a coup d'etat in a way but like not to to take down the elite the 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 people who are you know selling children for their blood magic and people who are in charge of like sex trafficking and other terrible things just a great evil that's been rising in this world uh otherwise known as like the globalists and the deep state and on august 27th there's going to be a 10-day media blackout where donald trump goes into hiding and he basically is like protected by secret service and he's going to send out this this crew who is going to go find all the elites who are involved in this conspiracy and they're going to be brought to Guantanamo Bay which has been expanded um, and they're going to be all be arrested and tried for their crimes and the truth is going to be exposed the other part of it that I heard is that if the media blackout doesn't happen then the other alternative is that Donald Trump is going to be assassinated on August 27th which would mean that the deep state got him first. So that's that's the theory that I heard. Now, interesting. Okay, fill, fill in fill in the blanks with the, the true theory, Brent. Okay, so no, I mean the funny thing is I could not find that anywhere on the internet. What you explained uh. <laughs> exactly that. The funny thing is though, this idea of the ten days of darkness media blackout has come up with QAnon multiple times over the recent years. Okay. So, so it's first, not new. Yeah, so the first instance of it was it was supposed to be on April 1st of 2019. There was supposed to be this media blackout sort of outlining a very similar thing to what you described, though, minus the JFK Jr. shit. I'll go okay. into that later. That was my next thing. I didn't realize that was a part of this uh, new media blackout day. 
Yeah, so, sorry. That that's so, a big part of Oh, he's gonna come back that day too. That was a, another big part of it. Gotcha. He was gonna yeah. be like, I am still alive. Exactly. So but then funny it, that they think that a Kennedy would not be a part of the elite. Yeah, they're weirdly like very like like admirational of JFK. And well, that's why JFK was assassinated, according to, to their group. Um, oh. That's true. That's like, the JFK assassination is a part of QAnon too. QAnon is like this yeah. weird catch-all. Like any conspiracy you could ever come up with is QAnon. part of QAnon. Exactly. Yeah. But so, and then um, again on July fourth of twenty nineteen, this media blackout that didn't happen on the first of April was meant to happen again. And so, let me see if I can blow up this post here that oh, I have God. here. I'm gonna go, just kind of read through some of this. Um, this was a post that was made about the 2019 uh, media blackout. Okay, here is what is about to happen. Trump announced ICE will be rounding up all the illegal aliens next week. He will use this. He will use the Insurrection Act of 1807. This is pretty similar to martial law. It it just doesn't give the POTUS all that power like martial law does. That will keep a lot of people from freaking out. The military and local law enforcement under this act will be allowed to handle any rebellious insurrection or lawlessness or rebellions, I should say, rebellions, insurrection and lawlessness. This is why Q told us when this happened, just stay home and out of the way for our own safety. During this period of time, look for 10 days of blackout. Ah, there it is. Sounds familiar. Make sure you have food, water, etc. The blackout is happening for a lot of reasons, but the two reasons to note here is so the traders in the media can be arrested and also so that and also so we that do stay home won't be able to see what's happening in the streets with the rebellions that will be happening, including liberals, Antifa, and Black Lives Matter. Wow. And this, this is, is from when? 2019. July of 2019. Wow. So this is this has been going on for a while. Yeah. That's why when I was first reading this, I was like, wow, this sounds like right now, except it's from oh, like a year ago. Oh, it wow. would not it would not be a pretty sight to see, that's for sure. Trump is scheduled to leave the country to South Korea at an unknown time between now and the 28th. Wow. <laughs> Q told us that Trump would not be in the country during this and he will be heavily protected in the air during the blackout trump will be using the presidential emergency alert system or peas to communicate with us as this is happening this is why we had to test the peas back in october last year we also did some research into why the big push for people to put out their american flags and i was led to the Passover story, how the Jews put lamb's blood above their doors so the angel of death would pass over their houses and no harm would come to those. They persevered. Red, white, and blue. Um, okay, here's my problem with this. Yeah, I'm going to stop here because it keeps going, but like, yeah, this is from, again, July of 2019. Weird. Weird. Th- this is my problem with this whole thing is, is, is that it's a really nice story. And I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a really nice story. Obviously, it's, you know, it's about taking down evil, which in an ideal world, evil wouldn't exist. Um, but the idea of this 
evil group that 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 Trump is the savior of like he's kind of like this um hero who's stepped up to to take down the evil group and and my problem is that it, it solves a lot of our issues right it, it kind of like makes you feel like this explains why we live in such a bad world like and it almost takes away personal responsibility for doing the right thing because in a lot of ways it, it, it points a finger at this evil group for the bad things that happen instead of and it's, everybody it's, taking yeah, personal responsibility for act, yeah, stepping and up, it, you know? And it just so happens that the people who I disagree with politically are the people who are causing all these problems. Right. So it's the liberal media elites and, you know, the Obamas and the Clintons. It happens to be all these people who I already don't like because, you know, you know, my socialization or growing up conservative or whatever. So not only am I right for not liking these people and what they believe in, but mm-hmm. there are also, you know pedophiles and stealing our children and using their blood for sex magic there are parts of QAnon that do believe that they're also like um devils in disguise you know they're they're people um they're lizard people basically i mean go back to the lizard people yep that's part of it too apparently (laughs) that we did and like yeah like these people are 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 aliens um who who thrive off of the blood of children and um want to control us all and and yeah it really does explain a lot of a lot of things that you just we as humans don't understand uh you know we just we don't understand how we could live in a world where bad things happen right and pointing at these boogeyman groups right really doesn't i don't think help the cause i don't think it makes people feel like it's their sole responsibility to be a better person. It makes you rally up against one villain. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that villain doesn't really exist as one thing. Right. And I think you yeah. talked about it a lot, Brent, like the, it's like, what if, you know, corruption just corrupts people and mm-hmm. power just makes people power hungry. And yeah. So like they're, they're the, the, the thing that gave, I feel like the thing that gives this QAnon thing enough legs is the fact that like, we do know that like pedophile rings and like sex trafficking do exist. Like the Jeffrey yeah. Epstein stuff, when we finally do our episode on that, like th- we, you know that like some of these rich and powerful people are involved with that to what extent we don't know exactly, mm-hmm. but we do know that there's, there's connections there. The thing is, it's just not like, a political thing it's it's about you know rich and powerful people exploiting being rich and powerful yeah and that there is probably no sex magic and blood sacrifices going on yeah. here you know and that's not that's, to say there aren't politicians who who could be potentially involved right it's, it's just, just like it's it has nothing to do with politics it's literally just we've c- kind of created this society where we've allowed sort of like our richest and most powerful to be above like the law pretty much they can kind of just come and do whatever they want and rarely if ever face you know any sort of responsibility for that look at uh, robert durst you know he got away with with murder he literally said to the jury i chopped this this guy up into bits and pieces and threw him in a river and he's a multi-millionaire and walked away Mm -hmm. you know so 
Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing that is frustrating about this, is that there are actual problems that we do need to address. It's just not, you know, time-traveling Donald Trump trying to stop, you know, like, Bill Gates from, like, spreading COVID with 5G, you know, that's not Here's an interesting, here's an interesting theory that, um, you know, my dad and I have been talking about recently, and I I think it's a really, it's a good theory, uh, and I think that uh, a lot of people overlook this, but if there is a true aspect of a big conspiracy like this, like let's say that the, the child sex trafficking, uh, which is, we know that's that's a real thing. Part of what can deter like people from sniffing their noses around that is creating a even crazier conspiracy theory so that anyone who does believe in a child sex trafficking ring is almost lumped in with even more crazy conspiracies. So in a way, a lot of people uh, could, you know, these theories could come from the groups that are actually trying to hide something by putting out even more crazy conspiracies to to sort of, as a political... Um, Sure. Weapons. We in in a way like that's kind of reminds me of when we talked about Area Fifty One way back mm. when. How like there are some people who su- who suggest that like the sort of alien shit was like literally like part like there is sort of like a, a false narrative put out by the U.S. government to kind of distract people from like what's actually yeah. happening, which is that it's like a military weapons testing facility, and you know whatever but like aliens is like a cool and more interesting sexy thing that people can latch on to which they're like well it helps people pay attention to something that is ridiculous that is not going on there at Mm. all and not pay attention to that we're you know testing out secret government weapons there while at the same time anybody who brings up the government's trying to hide something Mm. they're automatically clumped into you believe in aliens and it's like well no i don't believe in aliens i believe this it's like Mm -hmm. yeah but the alien people believe that too Mm -hmm. so you must be one of them and i think that's a big part of it and that's kind of goes back to this web of QAnon that we talked about where it spreads so far that even some people with legitimately reasonable conspiracies are kind of lumped into this group now right Um, and it it, it sort of is this thing where like I feel like a lot of people don't realize they believe in QAnon theories. That, yeah, because, exactly. Because it, it gets it's so detached from the original source that like you don't realize that you're like Obamagate, like how like a lot of that was started by um, sort of the QAnon community, and then like yeah. Trump jumped onto it, and then that became exploded into this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. This this big snowball effect where people probably didn't even realize it's coming from QAnon, you know? So it's the, the media blackout is happening this week. So yes, it's happening we're gonna, Thursday of yeah, this week. We're going to, we're going to come back on our part two of this episode next week. And we'll tell you what happened. If anything happened. And if yes. nothing happened, then it's just the deep state got to them before they could do the blackout. Yeah. Cause that's the funny thing is like, this has literally already happened twice now that I could find where, the media blackout was supposed to happen and then it didn't happen. And now it's funny, like when you read like some of the tweets and stuff, there are a lot of people being being like, what the hell? What's going on? Why hasn't it happened yet? Like, <laughs> it, did we get the date wrong? You know, it, it, so like, it's funny that like the, this sort of thing keeps coming up 
Yeah. But they just keep adding more to it. <laughs> so now well, they've let, added Let me th- check the my calendar. Oh, it looks like the park's actually uh yeah. booked that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I was thinking it's only a matter of time until somebody brings up this Parks and Rec reference. Yeah, it's exactly. It's so good. It's so it's just it's such very a great accurate. joke. Yeah. It's surprising how so, much we use it in our uh, I guess not because we talk a lot about like doomsday and and, and, and craziness, yeah. Dates, yeah. I think it's so, great. <laughs> so speaking of the media blackout and this most recent version of it, let's talk about JFK Jr. Um, th- that's my next bit that I got here. So in case you don't know who JFK Jr. is, he was the son of former President John F. Kennedy. Um, and he supposedly died in a plane crash off the coast of Martha's Vineyard in 1999. So that's sort of, you know, he was this, you know, you know the the former president's son, and he was sort of known as you know, just like this. Like he was this big media figure, you know, like the the, the sort of paparazzi like to follow him around a lot. Mm. Um, he went mm-hmm. to law school, but he wasn't really in politics. You know, he was just mm-hmm. kind of you know this famous you know Kennedy. Yeah, you know? yeah. part of this dynasty family, and um, kind of just did his own thing or whatever. But like, wasn't really involved with like politics he wasn't like he'd never held office or anything like that mm-hmm. but according to the QAnon conspiracy theory they believe that jfk jr was actually planning on running for uh senate in new york state hmm. and uh, for 2000 in the year 2000 which is the same year that hillary clinton was running for senate for new york state and so <gasps> they believe that hillary clinton and the Clintons in general had ordered his execution so that she could win that Senate race. Jeez. And so as a result, JFK Jr. had to fake his own death by faking this plane crash so that he could go into hiding and not be killed by the Clintons. Also, connecting this back, Trump and JFK Jr. were friends back in the day. And so Trump made it his personal mission to sort of like avenge his friend and you know get back at the clintons and so that's why he sort of like vowed and to become president of the united states was to sort of like avenge his friend's death because you know he at the time did not know that he had faked his own death according to this conspiracy theory wait so oh, Trump did. Trump did not Trump know. Trump didn't know. Trump I, didn't know that JFK Jr. faked his death. Supposedly, I, I thought it was like JFK didn't realize. What, yeah. and I was like, "What?" I was like, "That doesn't make any sense." Yeah, no. So apparently, Trump supposedly didn't know, and so that's why he made it his mission to become president. And you know, sixteen years later or whatever. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you had to wait so, for the time to be right. Yeah, exactly. The, no, he had to wait when the for, iron's hot. He was waiting for um hillary clinton because he was like i specifically need to beat her exactly so yeah. that's why he waited until 2016 because that's when hillary ran for president yeah so that, that's <laughs> when he could expose her for and le- ignoring state <laughs> ignoring hillary's 2008 campaign brent are exactly you gonna, are you gonna talk about jfk jr's grave um i don't have anything specifically about that in here no Okay. Um, well, one of the big parts of the of uh, the proof that he is Q is that if you look up JFK Jr.'s gravesite, the 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 road that takes you to his memorial right is you did shaped show me like this. a Q from from Google Maps. 
Yeah. So, so I didn't even proof. mention. Yeah. So I didn't even mention that. Yeah. So supposedly, according to people who believe this part of the QAnon conspiracy, JFK Jr. is Q. So yeah, he, is, yeah, yeah. he is. He is the singular Q. It's not what they had previously said, where it's a group of people. It's just John F. Kennedy. He is the guy. Yeah. He is Q. So I guess depending on. So I. It's this is the funny thing with this thing is like there's so many splintering versions of it. So. Mm. Yeah, so um, this this th- theory kind of first was brought into sort of more of the mainstream Q- QAnon community by this woman, uh, Liz Crocken, or Crocken, I don't know how you say her last name, <laughs> um, who's like a right-wing media figure. When she did an interview with an online psychic and YouTube host, Jenny Moonstone, in which she laid out her theory that JFK Jr. faked his death in 1999 is now behind the QAnon account. So, according to Crocken, she said, Q at one point said, you're not going to believe who you are talking to here. When Q wrote that, I thought it's going to be someone that's so crazy that even people that are woke and know what's going on are going to be like, oh my lord, this is insane. (laughs) John John F. Kennedy Jr., that would be shocking because we all think he's dead. Jesus. Crocken went on to assert that as a writer, she has an amazing ability to understand handwriting and uncover the truth simply by examining the things that people write, which leads her to believe that JFK Jr. is, in fact, the main force behind QAnon. Quote, oh, naturally. Yes, yes. So, quote, the way that Q talks about JFK Sr. and it's in the post, it is with such love and passion. It makes me think that it is someone who, someone that is close to him. Crocken added, if JK Jr. faked his death and was alive, it would make sense that he was Q. Oh my god. <laughs> so I can't I love that one. So that, these again, aren't explanations. These are like this is the sort of evidence we're dealing with, you know, like it makes the way he talks about JFK Sr., it has to be someone who loved him. So it must be his son who faked his death, naturally. Yeah. Uh. And if if he faked his death then obviously he would be Q. Exactly. It makes sense. So it's important to note here, as far as for debunking some of the stuff, that there's no evidence to suggest that JFK Jr. was running for office at the time of his death. Like, that was just not a thing. So this whole idea of that, like, Hillary Clinton was going to have him killed because he was also going to run for Senate in New York State is just, like, not a thing. Yeah. Like, he wasn't running for office, so... I mean, also, like, if there was a disruptor, if you will, that was mm-hmm. coming to to dethrone the the Clintons, yeah, um, and the cabal, why is Trump president right now? Right, and how did he I, win? The, the funny thing is that, like, um, Robert uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. was approached to run for office for in two thousand for uh, New York uh, state for New York Senate. Before yeah. they approached Hillary Clinton, but he turned it down. Oh wow! So they, so they went to her next. So it's like they already asked the Kennedy, like, "Hey, do you do you want to you know run for Senate? We feel like you got a pretty good shot." And he's like, "Eh, I don't think so." Yeah, I feel like that's pretty important sense. information that people yeah. overlook. Exactly. So it's like they, you know, they went to like someone within the Kennedy family, like before they even yeah, went to Hillary and be like, "Hey, do you want to like take a run at this thing?" And then you know, not only that, you know. I mean, the only evidence there was is that JFK Jr. had said to some friends that he like, you know, like, I might w- try to run for office someday. 
and that's basically the only evidence that is like ever like used as like evidence that yeah this is this is but yeah he said he was going to run for office someday so it was going to be the same time that hillary clinton was going to run for office that's why she killed him even though they were like friends and like knew each other and were all parts of the Democratic Party, yeah, but what? just weirdly, this this is the exception here for JFK Jr. Like, yeah, the Democrats and the liberals are part of this elite, except for JFK and his family, I guess. Yeah, and also Maybe. you know Trump know. for the thirty years that he was a Democrat and, um, you know, said that he was also going to run for president many times. You can like go back. There's like plenty of interviews where Donald Trump's like. Yeah, you know, I'll probably run for president someday, maybe. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, why why all of a sudden is he this Republican superhero there's that comes also, in? It's like, he's been a Democrat forever, even though his values don't match up. A bunch of um, a bunch of clips where he's like, where he states that he would never run for president. There are, yeah. And it's just like, it's Look just whatever. Where we are. Yeah, so... Next, I want. Next, I want to move into some how this uh, QAnon has moved into the real world in ways that are scary, and this might be the last one I do, depending on how long this section takes. Okay. Um, and it's uh called Q believers running for office. So there goes my here's microphone. A, here's a Q tip for you. <laughs> yeah. So really trying to force that. Uh, yeah. So it's this, my new. It's my new thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like it was kind of important to know who some of these people are. And because there's a staggering number of people who are open Q supporters and believers who are running for American office right now in Congress. And so I think I I, in count, I think I had about 30 who are running for Congress and a pretty significant portion of them have already won their primaries and are going to be on the ballot this November for office. So it's not just like, you know, like a Vermin Supreme or like a Joe Exotics or like, you know, wild card just coming in, you know, <laughs> on a crazy platform of, you know, just leave my guns and tigers alone. <laughs> you know, yeah. these, these people are running on, you know, there's a secret sex cabal doing blood magic and they're winning their primaries and <gasps> going to be on the actual ballot for U.S. Congress this yeah, fall. Yikes. So I wanted to kind of like talk about a few of these people and then kind of just run through a list because I was surprised at how many there were and how many of them are in places that you wouldn't necessarily expect to. Like I expected like a lot of deep red states, but there are there are some close to home, let me say. Uh-oh. Very close to home. Okay, so but first let me go through. I'm going to not going to give the backstory on every single one of these people, but I'm going to do a few of them and then just kind of give you guys you guys and the people listening at home a list of people's names to jot down and remember when you go to vote this november (laughs) to not vote for these people so the first one is this man josh barnett running for um arizona's seventh seventh congressional district so he has already won his republican primary on august 4th by default because apparently he was running unopposed and thus and thus will be on the ballot for the general election so in july of this year in response to a NBC News report about Twitter's announcement that it would take action against the spread of QAnon on its platform, Barnett tweeted, Weird to be so paranoid about something that's not real, right? <laughs> and, so, on Facebook and Instagram, he shared has shared posts with QAnon hashtags. 
Despite those posts, okay. Barnett claims on August 15th he believes QAnon is nonsense and not a real thing, even though he keeps sharing posts. And um, I'll put this in the brain blog. I'll have a bunch of these tweets from these people. Um, oh, but some other resources I want to share with you guys. Some like sources to back up some of the things that I've talked about before. Yeah. Like actual, like, actual sources from government agencies and stuff that you can read and stuff and other organizations. It's not just me. Being like, this is what I read on Wikipedia. You know, there's like actual sources and stuff for you to check out too, to read into some of of these things. Speaking of sources, do you think that this guy maybe like shared these things without like checking where they were from? Or is he like blatantly doing hashtag QAnon? Oh, that's the thing. They're like a hashtag QAnon, hashtag, you know, where we go when we go all, but you know, in the the acronym Uh, version of it, you know, it's got all of the QAnon hashtags in it. So I mean, so it's, it's, inten- it's intentional. I used to feel like it's definitely intentional, and he's just, you know, knows that, like, if you f- come in hot for QAnon, there's going to be a lot of people who are like, okay, you're a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Maybe he's just some- a next-level troll. Yeah, there could be that, too. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just extremely self-aware. <laughs> he's, yeah. ne- he, 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 he's the edgelord that <laughs> we didn't know we needed. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So next we have this um, woman, edge representative, Joyce. exactly, <laughs> the the edge lord in chief. Um, Good one. So jo- Joyce Bentley out of Nevada is a Republican candidate running in Nevada's first congressional district. So she actually won her primary, you know, not just by default, but actually won it on June 9th and is thus will be on the ballot in November's general election. In 2000, in October of 2018, Bentley, in a since-deleted tweet, posted a link to a YouTube video promoting QAnon from a QAnon account with a major following. In the tweet, Bentley wrote out the title of the video, Q, We Are The Plan. We Are The Plan is kind of like a big kind of like sort of term that's thrown around, oh. thrown around a lot in the QAnon community. Yeah. So she won, not only is like on the ballot, but like actually won her primary so people who are you know conservative leaning who are voting in the republican primary they were like yeah i want this QAnon person going up so this this is the scary part about it you know is that not only these and not is it just the idea of this becoming more mainstream but people can actually run for office being like yep i believe in QAnon and win and (laughs) that is a very scary notion yeah that's absurd um so next we got lauren um Bobert, Babert, I'm not sure how to say her last name, B-O-E-B-E-R-T. So she is running as a Republican candidate in uh, Colorado's third congressional district. Again, she has won her primary as of June 30th. You know, again, not uncontested, but actually won it and will be in the general election. So she appeared on the online show, the online show Steel Truth, hosted by QAnon supporter Anne Vander vander steel during which vander steel asked her if she knew about the q movement uh bobert uh, responded that she was very familiar with it and said that while she did not focus on it a lot she hoped that QAnon is real because it only means americans america is getting stronger and better what okay. she also said that everything she heard about QAnon is only motivating and encouraging and bringing people together stronger and if that is real then it can be really great for our country 
Jeez. Hmm. You know, except for the fact that, you know, QAnon supports uh, a lot of things that are against human rights. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I... This is kind of the problem is there's a lot of perspective where it's like if you look at QAnon and there's some people that see it as like it's just good people wanting to um, revitalize our nation and and bring like uh, everybody back to being religious and and, um, loving thy neighbor and and all this stuff. So like I I've seen a lot of, of that talk from QAnon supporters but the reality of it is is like there's a lot of hatefulness involved and oh it's mostly like, hate yeah like there <laughs> there were like like pipe bombs were like sent to like George Soros and like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama mm-hmm. because of people who believe that they are yeah, a part of the deep state and yeah, these a people synagogue being... in Pennsylvania was yep. like shot up a couple of years ago where like 11 people died because mm-hmm. of like uh this this fear that there's going to be like a white genocide yeah and and like there's a lot of of potential violence and hate involved and so for for politicians people in leadership to step up and say like this is a good thing mm. that's really scary like that's yeah. terrifying well yeah i mean this this whole thing is just radicalizing people you know and so yeah. it's radicalizing people into running for office and they're winning in some places too, it, which is very scary, which is why, again, why I want to I name these people. Call them out, Brent. I want to name these people so that if you are living in one of these states, you know to mobilize and not let these people get <laughs> into office. So next we got to use the little power we have. <laughs> next yeah. we got Mike Cargile from California. So now California. we're... Yeah, I mean, so the funny thing is, you know, we think of California as this, like, super liberal state, and obviously, you know, it has, like, some of the most, you know, metropolitan areas in, like, the entire world with huge population densities that are largely liberal, but the state as a whole, I mean, it's a huge state, and big swaths of it are very conservative. Um, it's just that the population density is just not nearly as much in those parts of the state. So, we got this guy, Mark, or Mike Cargile who is uh, running California's 35th congressional district. So he will be on the ballot. It's weird. Apparently, um, he is one of only two candidates who ran in a nonpartisan blanket primary, which means that they're both going to be on the ballot this year. So I don't know if that means, you know, he's going, has as much traction as some of these other candidates do. But he has been known, his Twitter profile has like the slogan, where we go one, we go all, um, in its description. And also, he's associated himself with a group known as the Oath Keepers, which is a far-right armed militia group um, who we sort of talked about with Boogaloo a little bit. Um, uh, We could do a whole episode on the Oath Keepers, but they're basically a very similar sort of group to, like, your Boogaloo boys, if you will. Um, Who are the Boogaloo boys? (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah... uh, yeah, it's just, this, this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with here. And so now I'm just going to run through a list of names of mm-hmm. people who are running. And so take note if you live in these states. So we got Aaron Cruz from California, another one in California. We got Ron Curtis of Hawaii. Mm. Derek Grayson of Georgia. Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. 
Allison Hayden of California, K.W. Miller of Florida, Buzz Patterson of California, Joe Ray Perkins of Oregon, uh, Nika Peterman of California. A lot of California ones, yeah, which is kind of surprising. On well, there? I think it's just because it's such a big state, probably. Yeah. We got Billy Prepa of New Jersey, Teresa Rayborn of Illinois, Angela Stanton, Staten King of Georgia, uh, Johnny uh, Tegu, T-E-G-U-E of Texas, um, and Antoine Tucker of New York, Rob Weber of Ohio, uh, Philanise White of Illinois, Daniel Wood of Arizona, uh, Shiva Aya Durai, A-Y-Y-A-D-U-R-A-I of Massachusetts. What? Dr. Shiva? Yeah. Dr. Shiva is a QAnoner? Yes. Ooh, I don't... Okay, I, kn- I know Dr. Shiva. Like, he, he comes to Pushcart. He has uh, shared QAnon stuff in the past. Okay, so I know... That's interesting. I know Dr. Shiva's anti-vax. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm oh. curious to look into this, though. I, I mean, like, yes. I know he, I knew he was Republican. There's a lot of connection to anti-vaccination and QAnon, as we'll come to find in our part two episode. Oh, right. we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about <laughs> with that in our part two episode. Yeah. Um, Interesting. We got, ben, we got Ben Gibson of Louisiana. I got Bob Lancia of Rhode Island, my home state. <laughs> wow. They're Tracy Lavorn. Tracy Lavorn again, of Massachusetts. Oh, uh, Matthew Morris of Delaware and Lauren Witzicki of Delaware. Wow, they're so, a lot closer than we think, people. There's a lot of them in a lot of liberal states, including our own liberal states that we live in. So this yeah, is not. Yeah, but Massachusetts is like pseudo liberal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a there's weird, Trump 2020 signs state. everywhere in my town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It, it's uh, the Doctor Shiva thing surprises me because um, it's funny he, that you actually have like is he somewhat personal connection to this person? Yeah, I've, yeah. Not read up, I've not read too much up into him other than I saw that he has tweeted out stuff that is like in support of QAnon. Yeah, he um, he has a very different you know outlook on. Uh, he's one of those like natural health people. Mm-hmm. My guess is that it's probably related to the coronavirus conspiracies. Yes. There's um, a lot of that connected to QAnon, as we'll find yeah. next week. So, so I'm interested. I, I do think that, like all the names, everybody write those names down. If you live in those states, do your research, um, because a lot of people don't do enough research into the people they're voting into office, and I think it's important that we do because that does have a big effect long term. Um. Yes, that's, I mean, that's just crazy, man. Yeah. How many people in politics are in support of this group who they have connections to, you know, racial violence. And I think a big part of it is that it's kind of this weird fairy tale of, you know, explaining problems in the world with a bow on top that kind of makes good versus evil uh there's a hero coming to save us all the world is going to transform and you know i I get that when when there's really hard times and times of trouble like people try to look for things to comfort them um Mm -hmm. but 
when you have no evidence supporting really big claims, that's an issue. And I yeah. think that's what people need to start realizing. Yeah. Is that you need if you're going to claim something, you need to show us the proof, not just that a grave site is shaped like a Q because and it's not really. It's just a rotary. It's like, a rotary. If you look at any rotary, you could draw Q like yeah. You could look at it upside down and it could be a Pac-Man with a straw. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's I don't know. Like that's yeah, the stupidest it, thing yeah. I've ever said, but I can totally understand where this stuff comes from because, again, it's like if you already have a worldview that in a lot of cases people are telling you is wrong, yeah, you know, so like you, if you have these people who are already drawn to sort of more of like an evangelical sort of hyper-conservative viewpoint of the world and every thing you're seeing is, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, and, you know, what you believe is bigoted and wrong then but you have something like this that comes along that all of a sudden justifies everything you believe because like well no 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 it's not that what i believe is i'm not hateful it's just mm-hmm. not that that it's just yeah. all these people who are trying to spread these things are part are conspirators within this grand thing that's you know for pedophilia and sex trafficking so mm-hmm. me hating these things is actually the most you know noble and mm. you know va- valorous thing that it could possibly do yeah because i just hate evil and this is evil yeah. and this is just a front so like black lives matter is not real it's just funded by george soros who's part of the deep state and the yeah. the media elite that are trying to keep us from knowing the truth about what's really going on in the and, world and so it's not yeah. that's about like black people are actually you know treated differently in this country and deserve to be you know not murdered you know and like yeah. treated you know we actually reckon with you know our racist history in the country it's not actually about that this is just a smoke screen for the deep state and it's yeah. just like it's just this way of like sort of relieving yourself of responsibility of looking inward at yourself and understanding that maybe the reason why people keep telling you that the things that you believe are ignorant and bad and that you should you know abandon those beliefs is because you know not because what you believe is actually wrong it's because there's a conspiracy to make you think that what you believe is wrong because they're trying to cover up for some real evil that's actually going on in the world and it's Mm. easier i think for some people to latch on to that sort of thing than to actually have to look inward and be like maybe i rather than listening to what other people are experiencing and going through you know that you know, I don't need to listen to anything. I'm right. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm in, you know, it's my side versus this evil side, which is just like, yeah. I mean, humans have been doing it since the dawn of time. Like, since the dawn of man, like, we've been, we've been creating stories to explain things we don't understand mm-hmm. to make us feel better. Like, like how, uh, when there's a drought, you know, it's, it's just, we need to do more sacrifices because God's angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like we come up with these dances to ex- to to help us feel better and these rituals and it's a very tribal thing it's um, funny that it's funny you bring that up because that actually reminds me of i was talking to you just the other day about how you know when early evolution of you know homo sapiens and neanderthals were sort of happening at the same time yeah and you know there was lots of conflict between the the, the neanderthal and early humans mm-hmm. and even though the Neanderthals were sort of like stronger and bigger and like better 
fighters, no matter how many times like the the Homo sapiens would like be sort of like killed in battles, more would come to fight the next time, and more yeah. and more and more, and that's sort of what caused us to sort of evolutionarily win out Mm -hmm. and a big reason for it is that for some reason us as homo sapiens sort of developed this idea of the narrative yep and we can sort of sell ourselves a story so we're you know this so that's sort of what happened there is that we believe that that you know homo sapiens were able to sort of galvanize themselves and rally around this idea of like you know like we're gonna win this because it's us versus them and like Mm. you know we all need to band together and we can do this even though like it doesn't no other real animal that we can that we know of or it does that like creates yeah. narratives to sort of like yeah. generate this our this sort of I, whether it's true because we do this you know where we generate these sort of stories that like kind of like propel us forward whether they're true yeah. or not it's why you know conspiracy theories are able to flourish so much is because mm. the narrative is we we're more willing to buy a narrative than we are to buy facts yeah even if and the facts are important- messy and weird and don't always like have a story we yeah. need to yeah. sort of add a story to it for it i to think it's an important part of our evolution going forward yeah. that we learn to to use facts instead of feelings as a way to uh, you know not kill ourselves <laughs> because it, we're going to destroy ourselves if we keep if we keep using our feelings when the facts are just there, um, it's almost like it's the one strength that we had to get us to this point is also kind of our weakness. Um, yeah. I mean, storytelling is a beautiful thing. It's just when you use it uh, willfully to ignore something yeah. that's a problem. It's kind of, it reminds me of when I was a kid and like, I would tell myself that if I like laid down and looked up, I wouldn't throw up because I was so afraid of throwing up. I believed that like that if I did that, gravity wouldn't let the throw up come out of my mouth. So (laughs) I would tell myself that that was the solution and it made me feel better, like regardless of whether or not I was sick. And then, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and throw up, but it doesn't cure the the illness. It's just, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel better. Yeah. Um, it's just like one of those things that we that we have to deal with. I'm excited to to talk more in part two about like the George Soros stuff mm-hmm. um, because that was kind of the research I was I was focused on the most because a lot of these conspiracies are revolved around George Soros and how he like is one of these globalists who funds all these things to tear down uh, the yeah. United States. Well, well, probably definitely. And well, Brit- definitely. And- Right, we'll definitely okay. get into that in the next episode um, with some of the other things when we talk about like Bill Gates and stuff because I think there's some like interesting connections between the two and interesting yeah. distinctions between the two that are yeah. kind of funny because the way they frame the Bill Gates stuff and the way they frame the George Soros stuff are very different and there's really only yeah. one major difference between the two of them but we'll get to that <laughs> um, the next time. Can we coin the term Bill Gates Gate? Bill Gates Bill Gate. Gate. <laughs> I yeah. think we should coin Gates that Gate. right now, right here. You heard it first. Go spread it around. Trademarked. Trademarked. <laughs> all all patents Patented. are pending. Just like the coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. Which is part of the Bill Gates thing, which we will be talking about in our next episode. <laughs> but I feel like this is a good place to stop. We're an hour and 20 yes. in. Yeah. 
True. That 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 was a lot. That was a lot there. And the sad thing is that's just scratching the surface <laughs> at this point. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Brent. And uh you know, I'm 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 really glad that we can talk about this stuff and have you guys to listen because mm. it's really nice having a, a good fan base and our numbers are still somehow growing and I don't know how, but we really appreciate it. We appreciate Unfreak- the numbers. Unfreaking believable, you you, you nerds. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you so much for listening, thanks for everybody. Listening. Yeah, so um, you know all the things. You know that email, brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com. Go check out those social medias at brainboggled for Instagram and brainbogglepod for the Twitter. Uh, check out the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash brainboggled. Um, podcast i think podcast, it's yeah. podcast. Yes, yeah yes 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 so yeah definitely go check that out we have bonus apps up there go listen to all that shit we've talked about star wars and interstellar and control all kinds of fun shit uh we got uh what else we got what there's other things there's a website uh, right website, we got a website yeah. go check Rainbow out our website podcast.com. we've got we got brain tunes mm. we got we got uh merch which is brain. really cool. Got the brain bloggled merch. Yeah, the, brain, the bloggled, brain bloggled, which has supplementary material for, for you to look at and follow along with when we talk through our episode. Absolutely, oh, yes. and, uh, and there will be a bunch of links and shit for this one for some resources and some pictures and stuff. So be sure yeah, to check yeah. that out. Yes, got to check do. it out. Yeah, you simply must. You simply must. One and can't simply that? not. One can't simply not just check it out. All right. right, that didn't make any then, sense. Did it it was, now, I was trying to do the meme. Yeah, yeah. One does I not simply you, not you. check it out. And you know, you know, just go listen to the other episodes. Leave some five yeah. star reviews wherever you can. Help us get those numbers up and stuff. We really appreciate all that sort of stuff too. Yes, uh, go and en- go enjoy our Last of Us Part Two episode that we did last week because we had no Jack, <laughs> so we just talked about something we felt like talking about. It was our <laughs> longest episode it ever. It was literally our longest episode. It's like two hours. Is it it's really? Over- That's it's so only two hours. Awesome. It was. So Jack, go play that game so we can like have a follow up episode. For you <laughs> yeah, I need to play it. Yeah, was yeah. um Christy on that episode? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, our 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 criminal Christy joined yes. us for that one. Nice. So. So that was a fun one. If you're into video games and you're into Last of Us Part 2 talk, go listen to that. That was a fun <laughs> one. We really kind of dove deep into that yes, we did. shiz. Yeah, I and, almost um, cried a couple times during that episode. It, yeah, <laughs> and it, it's, it's an emotional game and an emotional story. There's a, there's a lot of heavy shit, yeah. but it's kind of kind of beautiful. And it's, the funny thing is, even in the two hours and ten minutes that we talked, there was shit that I missed. That I was like, damn, I wish I brought this thing up. <laughs> I wish uh, I brought, ha- I brought up how, the, how this story is really a redemption story, you know, yeah. of like all our major characters and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't really talk about that. And I was bummed that I like, kind of left that part yeah. out. But, you know, it we'll, is ha- we'll save it for the bonus episode. The Last yeah, of Us yeah, Part yeah. 2, yeah, Part 3. Po- yeah, when Jack plays it and we do bonus episode, Last of Us Part 2, Part 3. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's Part 3 because we only did one episode. but, no, but it, yeah. no, it has to be Part 2, Part 3. <laughs> All right, so go listen to uh, all those episodes. But um, thanks for watching, guys. Yes, we love watching, you so much. Listening, slipping. <laughs> Peace out. Peace <laughs> out, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs>